Today, I want to talk to you and talk to you candidly about violent versus nonviolent protests. Which do you think provides the best chance to advocate positive change? Protesting publicly against injustice has been a method employed by the public for a long time to bring about a change. The gathering of large number of people bringing traffic to a standstill, the protesters carrying signs with their messages displayed boldly, yelling out slogans in unison, listening to their speakers, uh, give inspiring speeches to the mass of people, uh, getting them to take the matter seriously. These are the usual ways they get the leaders and especially the government or even leaders of public national companies, private national companies to sit up and take notice. Some countries allow protests to showcase the strength of their democracy while others suppress it. What governments don't like is when the protest takes an ugly turn. When the protesters begin to damage public property, loot stores and harm others. And what protesters don't like is when the police use force to push them back or to stop their protest. So this friction often leads to us versus them, the good guys and the bad guys. Often you will see protests starting very peacefully and then escalating to a full-blown civil war of sorts. Police will begin to fire rubber bullets, the protesters will burn cars, the police will stream forceful water cannon on people and the protesters are dropping statues into the water. Police are arresting protesters and the protesters set up on the police. In such a scenario, there's absolutely no positive relationship being built. It's just a fight between two parties. It's all about blaming, arguing and fighting. Each side is testing the patience of the other. What good can come out of it, you may ask. A lot of good has come out of protests, whether they be peaceful or violent. Because at some point, people will get tired and they will want to sit down and have a conversation. And there are oftentimes, I think, having regular conversations between leaders and followers would be such a wonderful thing. But anyway, let's look at the peaceful protest. The peaceful protest, they use non-violence as the foundation of of voicing their opinions. They gather in large numbers and through their resilience and the, and the power of their speeches, they eventually get the world to take notice, not just their little locality. It takes a lot of patience and hard work to get the right outcome in, in this method of protesting. It takes a lot of personal control. It, it, you need to ensure you're not losing anger unnecessarily. You're, you're not resorting to violence and unnecessary arguments. You patiently use love, compassion, understanding and dialogue to hit the heart of the people they're targeting. Think about, think about people who have employed this methodology of protest. They've become great leaders. Think about Gandhi, think about Martin Luther King, think about Nelson Mandela, very respectable people, great institutions in themselves. In violent protest, people, as the name suggests, use violence to get the government to take notice or to get the leaders to take notice or to get a public or a private company that they are fighting against to take notice. However, most people don't appreciate this kind of protesting because it creates great inconvenience and harm and damage to property and people. And violence always gives the government or the heads of corporations to use violence back. They say it's tit for tat. And in most cases, they have all the laws and 
in the legislation to fight back the mass of people, to use that force, because it's a disorder to public life. So again, I ask the question, what is actually better, peaceful or violent protest? So while I was googling around trying to understand what different people have to say about this, professors, people who, who fought in various civil rights movements, I came across an article, a journal actually, and it's called The Politics of Protest, How Effective is Violence? And this is written by Bruce L. R. Smith. And I liked the first paragraph that talks about violence in protest. And this is what he says. Bear with me while I read through this like a monologue. Violence has always been part of the political process. Politics does not merely encompass the actions of legislative assemblies, political parties, electoral contests, and the other formal trappings of a modern government. Protest activities of one form or another, efforts to dramatize grievances in a fashion that will attract attention, and ultimately the destruction or threatened destruction of life and property appear as expressions of political grievances even in stable consensual societies. In one sense, to speak of violence in the political process is to speak of the political process. The ultima ratio of political action is force. Political activity below the threshold of force is normally carried on with the knowledge that an issue may be escalated into overt violence if a party feels sufficiently aggrieved. So I do agree that when you use violence, people sit up and take notice. Peaceful protests take a lot of time for change and it requires the protesters to have strong willpower to not retaliate, no matter how frustrating the response from the other side is. Whereas violent protest is quick and easy to execute, right? You just need the courage to, hurt, to hurl back a stone or, or burn someone else's car. And the last thing the government want is a city full of damage that they have to fix. And also talk about, think about the loss to the economy. And violent protests are also widely covered by the media because that drama attracts people to televisions and social media. So from the name and the emotions that conjure in your mind, obviously peaceful protest sounds better and anybody will support it. Looking at the history to the present and what will happen in the future, I think you will have both these types of protests. It really depends on the cause and how much of anger it builds up in a person. If you ask me personally, again, I would support peaceful over violence. But I have another thought, and that is that people should never have to protest. It's the job of the government or the large multinational corporations or leaders to look after their people by giving them love and a secure environment to work and live in, people will hardly revolt. When truth and justice is upheld, people will follow. Nobody wants to fight. The basic material needs of people are food, clothing and shelter. Their mental needs are freedom, security, justice and occupation. If these needs are not met, people become depressed. And then they become insecure and then they become fearful and then they will start taking action. So as you can see, 
the leaders of society, whether they be a government leader or a school teacher or a religious teacher or a company manager or even a parent, they have huge expectations to be filled in the lives of people they manage. Leadership means responsibility, not reacting to people's problems um, in the same way they react, but, but responsibly managing people, understanding where they stand in life, understanding truly the problems that they're going through, listening to them, empathizing with them, sympathizing with them, being aware of their mental, social, material and spiritual needs. When these are provided, you will hardly have protest. Everybody is happy. Everyone's happy with the leaders. And every leader is happy with their followers. Does this seem like an utopian idea? Yes, it does sound like it. But that doesn't mean it's not possible. We just need to try it. And how I long for those days when I can see everyone trying it.